Hello, I'm Kenza, and this is the Finding Space podcast. Welcome back to the Finding Space podcast. This week, I talked to British photographer Josh Greet. Josh talks about how he learned skills to photograph boxing from shooting at death metal gigs as a teenager. He talks about his creative process and delves into why he loved to photograph sport. Enjoy. Sort of when did uh, photography become a major part of your of your life? I wasn't very good at school at all. Not in terms of like behaviour, but in terms of output. I was like um, in bottom set for everything. And nothing really took me. Like I was into art and stuff and music, but I hadn't really excelled in any of them. Um, and I was fortunate enough to live in Plymouth, which has a really good art school. And I applied for the photography course there, mainly because I've been putting on um, gigs in Plymouth, like death metal gigs when I was a kid. Um, and I used to take pictures of them. And that's one thing that I really enjoyed. I didn't really know much about it. I just kind of would pick up a shitty digital camera and take pictures and experiment and stuff like that. Um, and then I got into this natural diploma course, which was two years long, straight from school. And um, I got super immersed in photography and it was the first time I felt like I'd actually taken in education. And I went from being like bottom set, bottom of the class at school to being like the highest achiever in the course um, and like getting good grades and kind of just really enjoying learning for the first time. It's like really quite late in comparison to lots of my friends. It was kind of a risk for me to do that course, but it turned out to be amazing. Yeah, so photography kind of just came from music for me. But then from learning all the technical aspects, I kind of, I still do enjoy photographing anything in a way. Like there's not really a subject that I don't enjoy photographing. So falling into photography and finding photography, that must have felt quite empowering for you. Yeah, definitely. It was like a completely fresh start, to be honest. Um, I think I remember having our school really wanted to keep people on to sixth form and um the head teacher at the time pulled me into his office because he saw that I had applied to the art school because you had to tell them what you were doing and um he tried offering me like uh money like bursaries or whatever so if you if you come to school we'll give you 150 pounds at the start of term and like 150 pounds at Christmas and like all this these incentives to try and get me and we'll give you an extra photography lesson a week because they just started it and I was like I just don't want to be here I want to do that and um yeah I think like it took me a while to get into the educational aspect of things because I was never like great at writing or anything like that but then uh I was really interested in what photography had to say and the technical aspects and I think my whole like way of learning changed and I actually became interested in something which for the first time other than music had like really caught hold and having like I guess those I was 16 to 18 I wasn't even 18 when I finished the course to have two years of like photographic learning in the bank uninterrupted five days a week was really like amazing and then going into a degree I was already way more equipped than everyone else because I'd done so much 
more. Like that's all I've been doing for two years. Um, and it was still at a time when I remember they pretty much split down the middle between uh, digital and film photography because at the time digital cameras were still kind of weren't seen as like the top of the range that like you kind of split between digital and film at the time and they'd still for instance in the studio we'd still be shooting medium format and 5.4 film um, and it was seen as like better quality I remember we had one digital back um, which was awful compared to now but like it was yeah kind of split down the middle so I learned both sides of things which I think was really good especially in the second year of my national diploma was solidly in the darkroom and I was still photographing bands and stuff like that the local venue was called the White Rabbit um in Plymouth which is a tiny grungy was a tiny grungy venue underneath the subway and um I'd be there like every night uh death metal or hardcore shows on and I'd be photographing all the time and I remember I'd shoot on a Nikon FM2 with a fisheye and no flash just like ambient and I'd shoot it well, I pushed a 64,000 ISO and that was like my thing, just all of that and always on fisheye. And I look back and I've rescanned some recently actually and there's so many bad ones and I should have just used a flash. Like, I don't know why I didn't use a flash. I just like always didn't. And like, I got some good ones with ambient light, but... So so maybe for you, I guess, you, you had those years of putting yourself in a, a very challenging situation. You must have learned quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think also like learning about the darkroom processing and editing like was massive for me. I remember like we had a, uh, there was a head of darkroom at the college called Vanessa and she um, kind of took me under her wing and like, because I'd been there five days a week until nine o'clock every evening, wouldn't see daylight kind of vibe. Um <laughs> Um, I remember for my birthday, I don't, I must have like dropped in conversation when my birthday was and she bought me like an easel and like would give me like old photographic stuff and really like helped me out with my printing. And I got initially when I think around the time of starting my degree, finishing my um, national diploma, she'd kind of got into my head that I could be a darkroom printer because that was still a job. And I mean, it is again now, but like there was a period where that probably wasn't much yeah. of a job. Um and that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I was just printing constantly and learning about printing. And I mean, I don't do it anymore, unfortunately. I'd like to. But um, that was a massive part of my learning. Like, just editing down and learning how to get the right look from your negatives. And, like, then obviously learning digital alongside that. And that's been a huge process. And I still learn constantly. When you were... So struggling through school did photography have a direct effect on your mental health yeah I think like I was really heavily bullied at school and like had a really bad time uh didn't want to be there at all and um I think that was why I, like the music in the evenings like after school was my thing and like finding new bands and going to gigs um the finding photography alongside that that was my complete escape from school and then I think going leaving school and going to an art college was such a huge thing for me because I was surrounded by people that I maybe I liked for the first time I had like 
a larger friendship group and met lots of like-minded people, which I didn't really have at school. I mean, I had a few friends, but they weren't really the same as the ones that I'd met at art college. After my degree, I moved to London straight away. Um, I'd already, I had quite a lot of friends in London at the time and I'd travel up a lot anyway. But yeah, as soon as my degree was over, I moved and started working for a um, clothing brand called Illustrated People, um, which me and a couple of friends kind of were slightly exploited by because we were good young students and we like were really passionate about what we did. And but they paid us, and we got to um, make lots of stuff, which was ideal. Um, paid not very much, but make like you know just constantly creating um, stuff for them, which was an amazing experience. Um, and I met a lot of good people, and kind of got me a bit more stable in how London works, and um, yeah, meeting other creatives, which was great. So obviously, you you by the sounds of it, you've dived into something that was quite interesting, and and you could sort of get behind creatively. Have there have there been times where, maybe more so, when you've you've had either agency work or or jobs that you're not necessarily as passionate about? It it's a bit of a a, a job, and it, if that is the case, have you? how have you kept your sort of creative level high like your mindset high and it's finding a way to have a takeaway for yourself is what inspires me so it's like what can I take away from this which is gonna either help me in the future or go in my portfolio or is it a learning experience um yeah there's always something you can take away from it and some of the really bland jobs like for example recently I shot a um like adidas shoe ad which was grey backdrop just shoe floating and like that's not really my thing but I loved it I hadn't done it in years and it was amazing to be able to like use these skills I've learned over the years and um, to create a shot which really worked for their campaign yeah I just enjoy like using all the equipment getting the lighting set up right um just getting a good output is I still enjoy that just have doing the job well is something that I enjoy it sounds like you really thrive on just anything that you can get your teeth into that's new or or you haven't done in a while yeah if it's photographic definitely like i find things that aren't photographic more of a chore like a video and stuff like that i'm just not i just can't i don't enjoy it as much what is it about that i mean i mean you could probably talk for hours about the differences but like sort of briefly what what do you find difficult about the sort of creative flow compared to film and and photography um the editing process like i don't mind editing stills but editing film for me is too i can never get to a point that i'm happy with i think with photography i've got a way of like you know not spending too much time in it and um i experiment a lot with my editing but being able to just put it out there is great and i think being sat on a computer for too long takes the kind of I'll enjoy it at the beginning and then by the end I'm just so done and I don't even want to show it to anyone (laughs) it's like that's my kind of thing um yeah I just I don't know stills just having a picture for me is so much greater and more powerful than video I might change my mind like I do enjoy watching other people's videos and but for me stills is definitely where it's at 
you shoot a lot around sport, whether it's for sports brands, sort of on a more lifestyle side. You've done a number of things with, you worked with, is it Kibosh yeah. Racing? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is that something that you were part of setting up? The yeah, company? yeah. I started it with a few others. Um, yeah, that's through me getting into bike racing and then racing for quite a few years and then deciding that I wanted to start something that was separate from a lot of the other stuff I'd seen around and kind of a bit more welcoming in comparison to what I had experienced in through bike racing which at the time was really um uh not that welcoming at all when was that connection with cycling when did that start for you was that something you'd done your whole life or uh no I'd started cycling when I was doing my degree actually and I became incredibly into it very very quickly um I think within a year and a half I'd already started riding road and then got super into it saw a St Coles film actually a Rafa St Coles film in the Dolomites which is a point takes away the last point of me not remembering video but this really like this video made me want to do this event so badly and then yeah after a year and a half I did it so I didn't just really start riding got fit rode loads in like a short amount of time and then uh, managed me and my friend Kendall managed to get a spot on this trip um, and yeah we did a hell of a lot of riding in a very short amount of time um, and got super super into it. Sort of going back to your sort of connection with with sport through your photography you obviously do it's a lot of portrait work and a, a lot of lifestyle stuff it has there been a reason th has that just been a natural progression of your sort of work and and jobs you've got or is there a, a a sort of connection that you find interesting in in the sports world yeah definitely i think like my i'd already always been doing portraiture and that kind of lifestyle-esque stuff and then i got more access to athletes and working with athletes which really kind of shot me in that trajectory and I'd done a few quite a few personal projects now involving sport um just because I've kind of really enjoyed working in sport and the I never saw myself as a sporty person as a kid at all like as it kind of sounds like me being into death metal and stuff at school like opposite like I hated sporty kids like that was kind of it feels weird it felt weird to get into cycling and uh be doing a sport because I wasn't that when I was a kid um but now I really enjoy shooting different sports and just like the range of different things you can shoot with different sports and it's always challenging as well like people moving and there's so many interesting environments that people uh do sport in for example I did a series in uh York Hall in London which is one of the oldest boxing clubs in London um which is the most amazing like theatre of um like old school boxing roots and people uh like old Londoners in there and people that come in from Essex all shouting each other splashing pints everywhere it's like this crazy atmosphere and it's um I went there for a job once and then after that got access through a boxer and I've been back shooting it's yeah it's a like odd place but it's also amazing um and there's just characters everywhere but yeah also I think I approached that in the way that I approached my music photography when I was a kid as well I very much went with like a similar setup which really and that's the first time I'd done that since I was younger 
um, shooting high so black and white and kind of using the um, lighting that was there. And yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it actually. It's great. I think you sort of talk about the the different movements that you get in sport and um, how every sport is is very different in the way just the body moves and and photographing that boxing obviously stands out as quite a just a, a very almost organic sport to watch because you know the the top half of the body is bare and it and you can really see yeah, the torso definitely. and and it's almost like a, a dance i guess yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, some yeah, ways 100%. um is does that instantly draw to you in terms of when when you're photographing it yeah i think sports like that i find really interesting photographing because there's so much like history and there's this classic element to it which doesn't especially at that venue anyway but um it doesn't really feel like it's evolved for a very long time um i think in a contrast to cycling which i see have followed for years and you see less classic imagery from it because of all the kit and components maybe it's just me because maybe not to the naked eye that it's not into cycling but to other cyclists you're like oh that's this year and whatever but then like shooting like the boxing for example is so timeless and i think that's always what i'm looking for and imagery is like having this kind of slightly timeless aesthetic yeah that definitely comes through in and a lot of it even the stuff when you worked with james harden working with someone like that and those shots on that court in some it was in london i imagine they looked yeah very timeless it's funny actually because those shots that ended up well those ones that you've seen we are driving from different locations and we saw this court and we pulled in and we had five minutes on the clock and that's where all those shots are from because uh, everywhere else we were shooting was super corporate. Um, so being able to like pull over and just have him for five minutes on the court was um, amazing. And we kept everyone, there's quite like the entourage um, and a few other like video and stills people. I managed to get everyone out of the court for me to just shoot for a few minutes and it like really showed working in that sort of environment in terms of was it quite easy to connect with him and, and produce work because you know often photographers want to try and connect more yeah. especially in portrait work I think um he only gave me one or two glances throughout the entire shoot if I'm honest I'm quite like a shy person and I just managed to get him at the right time to look at me just by saying his name a bit louder than everyone else and then managing to get the shot. It's so rushed and like, it's such a swarm of people, there's not much time to get a personal connection. Um, and you can be ignored and forgotten very quickly. So by, yeah, I just made myself known a few times and managed to get the right shot when I needed to. Do you think the way sport is portrayed, sort of historically and, and maybe still up to now, is a big barrier to people like your younger self getting into it where in reality sport is full of a rich culture of music art you know loads of different things and that's not often translated to people at a younger age maybe trying to get into it yeah definitely i think personalities are definitely the things that come out like if i knew some of the athlete stories when I was younger, I might have got more into sport, but as I didn't actively go looking, and when you look at sport, especially me when I was younger, I just saw it as like this kind of super corporate 
sporty kid thing and maybe I associated it with the wrong things in school and uh, that just wasn't didn't come together for me but now I really enjoy like lots of different sports like watching them and doing them and kind of in like it doesn't always have to be serious you can just enjoy it um especially like cycling do you think photography has a big impact on sport in in terms of maybe people like yourself coming from a different sort of background bringing your experiences and interests to the world of sport hopefully i think like showing yeah lifestyle and personality and less of like the corporate structure um is so beneficial and makes it so much more interesting and like not even just the athletes like the people supporting and enjoying sport is really amazing to see people taking so much enjoyment from you know being stood at the side of the road watching a bike race or yeah whatever I think it is really empowering to see people like normal people doing sport that's the thing it's like breaking the distance between um somebody that's like really high up and nowhere near that you are and kind of bringing them down on more of a personal level makes it seem one like you see people's personalities and that's way more interesting than just watching them run really fast or whatever your series at the worlds last year yeah yeah um not only i think does that highlight personality sort of so beautifully and also just shows a bunch of people that are mad about a sport but just all look mad yeah (laughs) really they're like really getting into it yeah but also just the conditions of that day was just yeah it was mad um that was something that i wanted to do um so i'd already had the idea and everything and then i had a message from domestic magazine which said are you going to worlds and i was like yes i'm gonna shoot people on the side of the road that that's what i want to do and they're like okay cool do you want to um we can use that as a feature if you want and i was like yeah that'd be amazing uh and yeah like it was insane like the atmosphere around worlds in yorkshire was incredible um watched both um days the men's the women's and the men's um the women's was in the most amazing sunshine and it was great and then the men's was in horrific rain um and it was freezing cold the riders looked like they were falling apart hardly anyone finished it was an amazing race to watch as well as be at and spectate and then there's these like thousands of people lining the roads in the rain stood around in max and whatever and having like dancing in the street having the best time in this horrific weather um and just celebrating the sport of cycling which was amazing and there's like people from all over the world that have traveled to go there um to capture as well there's a couple of guys here that you uh photographed in in wetsuits they they were there's some great photos there yeah they i um we're actually walking to dutch corner which is where i did most of the photographs at that point and i saw them on the side of the road yeah like and they were with their kids and their kids were way too embarrassed to be anywhere near them and yeah they loved it they were so up for it the dutch and the belgians there were crazy and there's also like local kids from yorkshire i mean there's a picture i took of um there's a kid in a wheelchair and he's with a bunch of mates i think he'd broken his leg and like really badly in full wheelchair leg cast 
and um, his mates are stood on the wheelchair so they can see over the crowds to watch the race, which is just like, and like they're all local, and he's like, let me see, and they're just like, nah. And they ended up, um, I did get shot, it wasn't very good, but they ended up picking him up in the wheelchair so he could spectate some of the laps, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, and they're like the age range. I mean, they were like, you know, probably just 18, those kids. And then there's like super old guys in, you know, who have cycled up on their old bikes and they're all like wrapped up or warm um, in the rain and ringing cowbells. And yeah, it was a great atmosphere. Another thing was, is I was kind of running back and forth up and down the streets, um, one main stretch to get these pictures and it was raining so hard and I only bought my um, Mamiya RZ and that was like completely drowned. And like I've got, I always use Waste Level Finder, um, which was like filling up with water so I could barely focus. And it's still got, yeah, my camera's still not right today, but I mean, it made it, it made it like, it was probably out in the rain for about four hours. But um, yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah, focusing was a bit of an issue, but I think I did it right in the end. Is that your main sort of workhorse, that camera? Is that what you use for most of that, your... For my film tools? stuff, yeah. Um, I use that and then I shoot on a Fuji digitally. Um, quite a lot of the time uh, I'll take both, depending on what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll sit out and I'll be like, I'm only shooting film or only shooting digital, but most of the time I take both. And then to please the client quickly, I show them digital images and then send everything off to the lab and have a bit more time on the film ones and i do i use both a lot yeah having i think both is definitely the way forward because i yeah pleasing the client really quickly and then going back like a few days later and being like here are my film shots and they're like oh i guess change all of our selects and we'll use those of these now that's the thing everyone wants everything so quickly they make decisions way ahead of time um sometimes they get completely forgotten about so given the film ones and like oh we've already done everything <laughs> so, okay I'll, I'll just keep them for myself and I think that's it as well it's like quite often the film stuff is for myself more so um just because I enjoy the output a bit more but I just wondered whether you you had any sort of thoughts on how you think um photography may change over the next few years or it might be harder to predict it in terms of how it will change, but maybe how, if you do, do you want photography to change? It could become a lot more balanced out in terms of sending people to locations, um, in terms of like getting some photographers to travel halfway around the world with a huge crew to pull off some job for loads of money. Like people might start using local photographers, which would be amazing, um, and not, you know, flying... <laughs> people half around the world to take some uh, glamour shot or something or and things won't be shot in places that they don't need to be shot in as well um, a lot of that happens you know someone will fly to Dubai to do a shoot in a studio and it's like well why don't which is just with a model and like maybe the model will fly as well that that doesn't need to happen it can happen in people's locations <laughs> I think so, so less commercial travel hopefully with photography um, which will be a lot better for the environment and just generally for people's health, health um, with what's going on at the moment. Hopefully it will become a lot more diverse. I see a lot of different, like, photography is so accessible now with phones that you see a lot of different people getting into it, which is 
amazing um less exclusive i mean i was super lucky growing up to live in the same town as an art school um and then be able to use all their equipment for free without that i don't know how you know i don't know if i would have gotten photography i live somewhere else or like we left and the art school thing is was huge i mean I'd, now studying as well is crazy like doing a degree is such a commitment i paid for mine but it was three thousand a year like nothing compared to now um i'd love to see some alternative educational things popping up while all just universities becoming free would be amazing thank you for listening if you would like to see the portraits from this week's episode please go to findingspace.cc for more interviews like this please subscribe to the finding space podcast